Welcome to Ridgewood Walks. The goal of this initiative is to help us build a more vibrant and connected community. We hope you enjoy these free guided themed walking tours of our beautiful village. If you do, and if you're so inclined, please consider sending a donation to the Ridgewood Historical Society via their website, ridgewoodhistoricalsociety.org. Thanks, and enjoy the tour. Hi everyone, this is Rosie McCooey. I'm a longtime Ridgewood resident. I'm married to Sean McCooey, and I know everybody knows Sean. He's the unofficial mayor of Ridgewood, great guy, and we have five children. Um, and I want to thank Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Walks, for inviting me to host this tour of beautiful Brookside Avenue. This tour was designed by Ridgewood native Audrey Darby, who is the founder and CEO of Match Me Partners, which is a nationwide real estate agent referral firm building charitable partnerships all over the country, which is fabulous because I am currently a real estate agent with Gil Sennon and Company, and we are the oldest real estate agency in Ridgewood, and I'm very proud of that. During this tour, you will be prompted by a bell. This will remind you to, that cute? I love the bell. This will remind you to pause the recording and allow you time to walk to the next location. When you arrive at that stop, simply restart the recording and enjoy the narration. Ready? Let's go. We begin this tour on the corner of East Ridgewood Avenue in Brookside. If you look directly at Ridgewood High School, you will recognize the Little Theater. It resembles a chapel, and in fact, for a number of years in the early 1900s, a well-known Presbyterian minister from New York City presided over Sunday services inside the auditorium. When the school population grew, the space was then utilized for student events. And uh, on a personal note, I have been involved in many productions at Ridgewood High School Little Theater, and they just celebrated their 51st year as a theater company, and they're a nonprofit, and they do amazing work and have incredible alumni, and um, I'm very proud to be part of the New Players Company as well. Let's just talk about the high school a little bit. The high school, the ground for the for the high school was broken in November 1916 and on July 19, 1917, the cornerstone was laid. The formal opening of the school, delayed by World War I, was May 7, 1919. And obviously there have been several additions made to the structure throughout the years with the last wing being built in 1960. Okay, let's get started on Brookside. So turn your attention to Brookside Avenue. You will see a lovely tree-lined street with stately historic homes, and we'll start at number four, Brookside. In 1992, the owners of 18 Brookside subdivided their property, which included this corner lot. Subsequently, this magnificent home was built, and it fits in perfectly with the neighborhood. Now let's head to number 18, Brookside. One of the most recognizable homes in Ridgewood, this shingle-style house, is known as the Hanks Boyd Maston House. Designed by architect Charles Edwards of Patterson, this house was built in 1898, excuse me, 1889 by Dr. E.F. Hanks, a dentist. 
Hanks and his family lived in the home from 1890 to 1904. Hanks, originally from North Carolina, has a very interesting backstory. He enlisted in the Confederate States Army at age 17 and was capture, captured by the Union Army in 1865. His release depended on his swearing allegiance to the Union Army. Two years later, he was practicing dentistry in Rahway, New Jersey. So he became a, a Yankee and a dentist. <laughs> dentistry must have been very lucrative for Hanks. He commissioned this grand home with distinctive Victorian architectural features, including two cylindrical turrets with conical roofs, one visible from the front and one from the back, an eyebrow window, a porte cochere, a double wraparound porch, and cedar shingles to cover the house and roof. The house also boasted three piazzas, a stable, a three-story windmill tower with a room on each level. An illustration of the home appeared in the June 1890 issue of the American Architect and Building News. Set on five acres, the site was designed by Frederick Law Olmsted, the architect of Central Park, and featured a bluff, a rambling trout stream, bridges, and two islands. Many of these features still exist today. In 1904, the home was purchased by Thomas Boyd and Grizella McCarroll Boyd, both first-generation Irish immigrants. They christened the property Brooklawn, don't you know? Thomas Boyd, who ran one of the largest shoe wholesalers on the East Coast, was also closely associated with several banking institutions and was a founder and director of Ridgewood Trust Company. When Boyd died in 1926, the Ridgewood Herald called him a sterling, public-spirited character whose influence the community will sorely miss. He sounds like such a character. The Boyds and their family members, the Mastins, occupied the house on the original five acres for nearly a hundred years until it was sold in 1992 when the property was subdivided. Generations of Ridgewood children, and my husband's family included, have memories of sledding down the expansive sloped lawn after a snowstorm and enjoying a cup of hot chocolate provided by Mrs. Mastin. This continued well into the 1980s and was such a great revered tradition for so many Ridgewood children. Beyond the brook was a meadow where sheep and cows likely grazed. Beyond the sloping lawn, one island still exists where a gazebo is accessible by a small wooden bridge. Looking at the northwest corner, you will see the original study. It was once part of the wraparound porch. Now it's a peaceful spot to view the patio and Japanese maple tree, or to imagine the horse and carriages that would have passed under the porte cochere to reach the house 100 years ago. Our next stop is 102 and 104 Brookside. At one point, 102 Brookside was part of the Boyd Maston house. We believe this home housed the families who summered in Ridgewood. Records show that 104 Brookside was built in approximately 1908, when this style roof was en vogue and wide front porches were popular for summer afternoon retreating. The next home we will look at is 114 Brookside. So take a moment to look around and enjoy the sights, and then we'll move down to 114.
This historic Edwardian colonial revival home and barn was built in 1898 with an addition in 1996. The house sits on more than an acre of land adjacent to the Hohokus Brook and retains its original Dutch-English charm. The current owner has retained the old world character on the exterior and describes the interior aesthetic as transitional glamour. The backside of the home boasts a sizable circular rounded porch where it is a pleasant place to take in nature and enjoy meals in mild weather. The backyard holds some other special delights such as the vintage barn and a fire pit that is situated at the rear corner of the property just overlooking and within earshot of the Hohokus Brook. It is a soothing, restful place to visit year-round. The lovely barn is original and includes vintage features such as three horse stalls and sliding barn doors. The upstairs of the barn was the living space of the caretaker back in the early days of this home. Now let's go to 120 Brookside. The original owner of 120 Brookside was Elizabeth Hanks, widow of George W. Hanks, of which Hanks Avenue was named. Papers from January 1896 report that the 100 by 224 foot lot was sold to Elizabeth Hanks from Dr. Edmund Hanks for, get ready, a whopping $600. So the home dates back to a bit later than that. The historical write-up notes about the house talk about the heaviness of the front porch elements, which are apparently at odds with the rest of the style, so perhaps a shift in style was made during construction. Now let's go to 124 Brookside. 124 Brookside was built in 1970 and is clearly the newest design on the street. It is a lovely home and it is just so fun to see kind of the different style and architectural houses on Brookside, and that's one example. Now let's look across the street to 125 Brookside. This colonial farmhouse was originally built in 1903. When it hit the market in 2013, the homeowners who are currently living there didn't waste any time making an offer. They were drawn to the expansive yard for entertaining and having lived in Ridgewood already for over 20 years, they always loved Brookside and had dreamed of living on that street. They spent the next 18 months renovating all four floors. Rather than subscribing to a particular design aesthetic, they chose to decorate with comfortable living in mind. Take a look at the wraparound front porch. Frequently used by both parents and kids, it's the perfect spot for entertaining friends or for simply enjoying a cup of coffee with the Sunday paper. As we continue down the avenue, you will see the homes that were built between 1897 and 1930. Number 136 is a colonial style with federal details. The original owners were Alfred Griggs and William Pearsall of Pearsall Avenue. It was sold to Augustus Varium in 1910. The home has distinct details, symmetry, and formal touches, like the brown leaves over the porch. Our next stop is at the end of the street, number 150 Brookside Avenue. <laughs> 